We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Heat could be the team that nobody wants to play. If you remember last year, the Heat were number one in the East. And they made the NBA Finals. They were one three-pointer from from being in the finals, from beating the Celtics in game seven on their home floor. And the years prior to that, Mike, they made it to they did make a final. In the, right? in the yeah. 2020 bubble. Butler drives, Martin bumps him. Boy, a lot of contact. Not that it matters now. Randall puts it in and makes it seven. Butler holding on. Mitch trying to pull it away from him. Ball deflected. Vincent throws it ahead to Martin, and that's it. Mitch dropped their second in a row. They're still in fifth in the East, but now just two games ahead of sixth place Brooklyn and two games ahead of the Miami Heat as well. And these two teams will play next Wednesday. Unfortunately, the Knicks could not get a win for the captain tonight. Um, we are joined. I am joined by Benji Ritholtz to talk about this one. Hello, Benji. How are you? Hey, saluting the captain. The great one. We'll miss him. Yeah, he'll be missed uh, not only by Knicks fans everywhere, but I think by just anybody who, who likes professional sports, likes the NBA, likes basketball, um, is a New Yorker, was around for him. So... Yeah, we uh, I don't know. I guess we dedicate this this post game um, to to his honor. Hopefully, we will uphold uh, his standards of professionalism and respectability. I'm, I'm going to try my best. Um, tough game. Um, I thought uh, this was not a game. I, I should start by saying this was not a game that I expected to win going in. I, for the life of me, could not imagine that the Heat were going to go down in 03 in the season series to us needing the game in their own building after how not only the last one ended, but the really the last two ended. Um, and uh, especially, and shout out to uh, DJ Zulo put out, uh, you and DJ Zulo put out really nice threads today. You were focused on the, I think what's going to be the biggest topic of this post game, which is the Knicks defense, but DJ focused on how the Knicks won their last game in Miami, which was just with extraordinary shot making they did get some shot making tonight. Um, not from the usual suspects, though. Quentin Grimes, I know you were excited that we finally got a Quentin Grimes game. And um, and R.J. Barrett uh, had, I think, one of his best offensive performances. It was funny. It was, a, it was quiet, but only quiet because he just it was just all good stuff from R.J. And then shot making wise, Brunson also had a good game, um, but a strange Brunson game and uh, a, an offense with the we'll talk about that. And then Obviously, again, we'll get into the defense and then just not a very good game from Julius. Um, let me just start with your 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 opening thoughts, which I have a feeling I know where you're going to be going with this one. 
Yeah, I think I think the opening thoughts have to be on the defense and and the concern level that the Knicks have to be feeling uh, with the amount of threes and percentage of threes they're giving up. Um, but overall, the looseness and the indecisiveness yeah. and the unconnectedness of their defense right now is definitely concerning. And it kind of came out of nowhere yeah, um, because they had been playing much better on that side of the ball. But there's, you know, I, there are a few plays I could point to that were just like head scratching. Like, what are we doing? And that's team defense on the individual level. I, I, I think as, as the games are getting more playoff like um, and teams are desperate and they're not just going to go by their like teams start planning for you when the games get more important and it's less about them going through their stuff. And what teams are starting to do now is go right at Jalen Brunson. Yep. consistently and often, no matter who it is. And both Gabe Vincent and Kyle Lowry had their way with him at times when he was switched on to others, they had their way with him. Uh, that's got to be a concern and he's got to get better. Uh, he's got to, he can't be conceding easy penetration at the very least. I, so I want to go back to that in a second. What I do want to say to start for one, as Fred Katz, I think tweeted out a few minutes ago, this is the second straight game. A uh, team shot 57% from, from three against the Knicks. I'm pretty sure the heat also shot some obscene percentage overall because they were just making a lot of shots. Like you could have two, like a team or two, two, two teams, whatever well, you could, you could have consecutive games against the worst defenses in the league. And you might not see teams shoot, you know, and you know, good shooting teams, bad shooting team, whatever she shoot 57% from three in an NBA game. With that said, if you are, if you are playing defense, the way a, a, team that is I think we've been trying to talk ourselves into being like a dark horse contender to like maybe at the very least make a run to the conference finals or something if if you fancy yourself that type of team you cannot give up 50, like there is something wrong if you are giving up 57% from three in consecutive games that's number one number two I just want to get it out of the way now and you could say what you want about it before we I want to get back to the Brunson overall defense thing um, the refereeing was not good tonight I thought the refereeing was definitely it wasn't good across the board. I thought it was much worse whistle for the Knicks. It, I, is there a world where if it was like a better whistle, the Knicks are maybe, I don't know, maybe this game comes down to the last shot or something. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but I, it was frustrating. It was annoying. It wasn't a good whistle. It's not what I am going to remember from this game. So and anything on those two, two thoughts before we move on to the back to what you said before? No, there was a stretch there where I, you know, and I, I'm the last person. I think you and I might be the last yeah. two people to, we to don't, we don't do the rest. I really don't do it. Um, yeah. Cause I do think this stuff evens out, but there were a couple of plays like where, you know, the Hartenstein moving screen, which like, I just maybe thought was a no call. And if anything, love kind of put his arm around Hartenstein's chest and neck area and dragged him down. And then Struess like throws like a high shoulder screen at Mitch and then Mitch, pulls yeah. him down and gets the call on Mitch. And yeah, those were pivotal big plays. Pivotal big plays. Yeah. Pivotal stretch. Yeah. Um, and generally I just didn't think the Knicks got a call in like the third, the, the third and then early fourth quarter, which definitely hurt. Um, but you can't control that stuff. And uh, I think the more obviously like the Knicks getting into the stretch run here of the season are not going to be focusing on that. They're going to be focusing on yeah. what's going on on the defensive end of the floor. And I think that's where everyone's focus should be. Yes. And we should say, that was the other thing I wanted to say up top. Like this was not a must win game for the Knicks. It was a game that if the Knicks won, I would be getting on here and being like, we're making the playoffs. Like that was like that win. 
You won the season series against the Heat. You went up four in the loss column on the Heat with eight to play. You have the tiebreaker. Like they're going to make, I mean, unless the Nets make a miraculous run, I would have got down here and be like, we're getting the five seed. I still think they have a very good chance to get the five seed um, or at the very least make the top six, which at the very least has to be the goal. I still think the five, it should be without question. The five, five seed should be the goal. Um, that said, they have now put more pressure on themselves in a couple ways. Now, either you have to beat the heat at home, or if you don't do that, you kind of, and again, it depends on Miami and it depends on Brooklyn. Like, let's not count out the nets. I know they've been struggling lately, but like you, you, you give yourself very little leeway and um, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but this game tomorrow against my uh, Orlando, a team that for nearly, I think over four months. Yeah. Cause Dece- since December 7th. So yeah, over three months, three and a half months has been playing over 500 ball and they're playing good ball lately. And they have won some, they won in, in LA against the Clippers. They've beaten Denver. They've beaten Boston a whole bunch this year. They beat Philly. Like th- this team could, this team could beat you. So, but whatever. That we'll worry about that tomorrow. Um, back to the defense thing. What I want to know from you is because I'm I see the same thing as, as you with in terms of like they're just pe- people are targeting Brunson and he can't stay in front of his man at the moment. And like then you throw in like Randall and RJ who are I don't know me- media. RJ's been defending better. How did you think RJ defended tonight? Let me ask you that. It, didn't think he was the culprit much. Um, okay. You know, it's the kind of thing where you, you watch it back and get a better sense. But I, I did not think he made, I can't even think. I the, There was one defensive play he made late in the game where he was switched on to Butler and he kind of just like opened his arms up and let him go left for a layup. And yeah, that was, Brunson tried to take the charge. I didn't really understand that, why he turned his hips like that. It's very weird. That's the one play that really stands out as a poor defensive play. I thought generally he was pretty good defensively yeah. tonight. And overall, I mean, a great game for him. Oh, I mean, if it, if, the best player of the game, without without question. Um, Randall, but even Randall, it's like more the the stuff that drives you crazy, like not having a handout up on the perimeter, which was, I mean, you saw that one coming, you know. So he's a he's a he's a mediocre defender, but it 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 feels like Brunson not being able to stay in front of his man or or them targeting Brunson. That's like the first domino, and like that individual issue is connect directly connected with the team stuff. Is that fair to say? That's probably, I think it, it is all connected. Uh, defense is connected. And I think anytime, you know, I think once you sense that Brunson's struggling, there's more help to, yeah. trying to shrink the floor and then other things open up. I do think that's true, but I, I don't think that, that it's the only thing I think, you know, I, there's been Brunson. I can deal with like Gabe Vincent hits him with a shoulder and hits a step back on him. Those you got to live with. Like, and even the threes that guys catch, like I can think of the one Tory and Prince three. And I thought there was one Vincent three tonight. They just shot over the top of them. Yeah. You got to live with that. That's just Jalen Brunson being six feet tall, but there's plays where he's over helping at the, at the nail and Kyle Lowry blows by him and like breaks down. It's like Kyle Lowry can't move. Like you, you can't be like getting like that. There's stuff that you can accept from 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 Jalen Brunson as a defender because you that's built into who he is. And then there's the stuff that I think he's doing worse right now than he was doing early in the season. Uh, and he and I think it's partially because teams are really targeting it now. But I also think he just needs to be better. I, and I think he's capable of being better than that. I also think though that you know there are a few plays that come to mind. There's a dra- a double drag screen where Bam and Kevin Love are screening. Now that's like a classic action that you know the Heat are going to run X amount of times in a game when they're playing that too big lineup 
Kevin Love is wide open for three. Like yeah. just not a soul. Like you, you have to be prepared for that action and understand how you're handling it. Are you switching? How are you hedging? How are you dealing with the the double drag? Are you are you staying with the ball handler? Like those are all things that need to be discussed and hashed out so that you're not confused on the action itself. Like that can't happen. Stuff that we're, we're falling asleep off ball a lot. Corner threes are getting hit on us because our heads are turned where we're just not on a swivel enough. Like just basic stuff. And then I think the centers. Who I were who had a couple of great games recently, I, um, but but I, like of the last two have been really poor in terms of their pick and roll coverage. I just don't think yeah. it's been good and solid, Agreed. and I think it hasn't been aggressive enough. Um, and so I, I think it's a, a whole lot of things. IQ I don't think has been on as on point, and I I, I yes. hesitate to criticize him defensively, yeah. but like rotationally, yeah. we're so used to him being flawless, and it has not been flawless of late. Um, Grimes too often with a hand down or not quite eating up the space the way he has to against shooters. Um, Josh Hart has gotten lost a lot off ball recently. They're running stuff for him. He's getting screened off and stuff like that. So I really think it's kind of running down the list, but I think they all have to kind of re dedicate themselves to it. When it just popped into my mind when, because it came up during the halftime zoom. Um, when you don't have that one kind of shut down perimeter defender to sick on whatever the opposing team's biggest threat is. From what I'm hearing you say, it's like you basically just like kind of you don't have the margin forever. And I think we've kind of I personally, I think I've gotten spoiled because for two straight years now, the Knicks really ha- like they get to the point down the stretch of these seasons, even last season, which was a disaster. They were the after the all-star break, they were the best defense in the league, you know? So it's like they they pull it together and like they get better defensively as the year goes along, not worse. And so, and what's really frustrating is you can make it not, I don't want to say that tonight was like their best offensive night of the season, but like their offense was like real like the passing I thought was exceptional tonight. Obviously, we got the Grimes game we got, we got the RJ game we got, Brunson, other than the turnovers, which were just kind of weird, you know, he did his usual stuff. It was just Randall that was kind of off offensively, but like offensively, they're there's no problems with this team offensively right now. It's just it's just the other end. It's strange. Yeah, I would say Brunson, um, his decision making, especially in the third quarter, I thought yes. where he got they got they both got a little ISO heavy there. When I just felt those like three straight, yeah. If they moved the ball at all, it was yeah. like they were getting a good shot, and that's crazy to me. And that still surprises me how easily they get good shots now, but they do. And Brunson, look, the, the Heat are very long and they're aggressive, and sometimes Brunson can run into those when he gets too deep in the paint, doesn't have an outlet. Um, he can get some bad turnovers that way. That was my only qualm, really, is a couple of isolations I thought they could have done without and the turnovers, which hurt. And the Heat got out and transitioned, especially in the first half, a lot. Yes. Um, and, and that really hurt the Knicks because of those turnovers and some bad shots, too, that, that lead to those, basically, the fast breaks the other way. Yeah. Um, trying to think if there's anything else before we get you out of here. Uh, well, before we do personal injury report, moment of the game. Uh the second unit, we, just, we should spend a second on yeah. them. I mean, I thought their their stretch in the, what was it, the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, whatever. No, it was the beginning of the fourth quarter. Um, best stretch of the game. Uh, I, I mean, offensively, especially because the Heat were kind of making buckets too, but it, they got the team the lead back and like saw some good stuff from Obi Toppin, uh, you know, saw some no, nice stuff from Josh Hart. You saw, and you saw some really nice stuff from RJ Barrett. We should probably before we get to the, the, the two segments, spend a, some, spend a moment to appreciate RJ Barrett. Cause yeah. I don't talk about him enough when he does good things. And I think that's people's complaint is like you kill him when he's bad. 
give him his flowers when he good. Let's when he's good. Let's give him some flowers because I if you know he took I want to say what did he take fifteen shots tonight. 16 shots tonight. If it was not a lot of shots, however many shots, to, 13 shots tonight. So 26 points on 13 shots. That has to be one of five times in his career, if not fewer. I mean, it's definitely under 10 that RJ has finished with twice as many points as shots that he, he took. So like, there's definitely an argument that RJ should have gotten more shots in that game. Um, I, if, if we're going to get this version of RJ Barrett though, moving forward, I feel really good about, the next chance is assuming they could clean up the defensive stuff. Yeah. Uh, I love the variety he's playing with. I think that's been the takeaway for the, for me during this stretch is it's less of the put my head down, get to my left, hope that I can hit, you know, a lefty scoop shot and, you know, we'll see what happens. He's mixing in euros. He's mixing in a lot of right-handed moves. He's mixing in up fakes and up and unders. He's mixing in reverse layups, a little floater game, a little post game, like, just better variety, better decision-making. And to me, I mean, the stretch has been so encouraging and, and frankly, um, rejuvenating. Like, it's great to see him play like this. It's been, we've been waiting for this. Um, And and, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like going into the all-star break, there was definitely a part of me that was like, and I think I may have said this even on the, on the post game once or twice where it's like, I think these next however many games it's been, 20, 22 games, 25 games, are going to decide what happens with RJ Barrett in New York. Because if he comes down the stretch and he plays like he did over the like in the pre-All-Star break, there's no question that he will be gone this summer. And I that was just my opinion. That's what I figured. Like they they will not go into another year with that. But on the other hand, if he plays really well, it gets into some other like, because if he plays well, that makes him more in demand. And then you could maybe think, think mm-hmm. it's, it also seals the deal at yeah. the time. But at the, at the very least, I have to think how he's played lately. And assuming it continues and God willing, assuming it goes into the playoffs as well, that's going to change the calculus a little bit. And it's great. It's been great to see. A hundred percent. And the luxury of this RJ Barrett, like think about what Miami was doing right from the get go. And this is not something they did in the Knicks last matchup. They decided we're putting Bam on Randall and yep. Jimmy on Brunson. And like, we're just going to put our best defenders on their best players and everyone else can figure it out. <laughs> and I thought that I thought the Knicks countered it well. And one of the ways they countered it is, okay, that means your third best defender and it's Gabe Vincent in this case is starting on RJ Barrett. Okay. Well, that's, that's a matchup we can, we can exploit. Yep. And then when it, having that third shot creator, when Brunson and Randall are dealing with a defense like this is extremely valuable, assuming he plays with this kind of intelligence and maturity and confidence. And that's what you saw tonight. And yeah, it's a massive luxury to have a guy like that as your third scorer. And, and, and the way that Tibbs and, and this, I, I was thrilled by this was like, I was kind of getting nervous that he was falling into a default yeah. Josh Hart and IQ close. Yep. And I love both those guys. And IQ, I think, has been by far the best of the four this season, including Hart even. I just think he's been incredible this season. But like, as we've talked about before, those four guys who are fighting for those two spots provide very unique skill sets. And it's a weapon to be able to employ them at different points of the game and against different personnel. And I thought Tibbs really did a good job in that sense of like, you know what? Grimes had it going. RJ had it going. Let's let them close. Let's in and Hart and IQ can sit for the, for this game. And they'll they'll have their game whenever, you know, it's it's it doesn't have to be set in stone. It shouldn't be set in stone because it's an advantage. And having RJ being able to to do what he did tonight 
raises this team's ceiling significantly, and it's really exciting to see. So, I'm, yeah, props to him. I'm ha- all the props in the world. I'm happy. Oh, last thing, and then we'll, we'll move on to uh, personal injury report. Is you the the list of things like you you just rattled off? He has to be smart and still be confident, and it, it's like that. I feel like has been the tough thing to get both of those because when he's when he's ultra confident you feel like maybe he's not always being smart and but but sometimes if there if the confidence the confidence could go away when he is getting too hesitant and it's like that's a tough balance especially for a young player 22 years old so yeah and look making a couple threes helps uh, it helps a lot and straight uh, games multiple threes now really good to see him knock down these open shots because they they do need that as well um so yeah rj it's again the offense is nothing but encouraging everyone's playing pretty well offensively iq's in a little bit of a slump i'm not worried about him like every everyone is playing well offensively it's a matter of figuring out the defense that's what they got to do yeah we look we just went through a lot of stuff that is was not great about tonight obviously the defense you just mentioned quickly he was one of eight one of five from three um you know, top and ended up only one of five. Like they shot 51% from the field, 40% from three. Those are good numbers. Plenty good enough. Yeah, plenty good enough. But like, you know, they lose the game by seven. We talked about the refereeing. Like this team is good. This team is solid. It's just like, again, you lose this game after you lose that Minnesota game. It's just the margin for error continues to go down. So now it's like, okay, at some point, I, I do believe whether it's the next Miami game, whether it's the Cleveland game, like this, I have a feeling this team is going to need to come up with one more big regular season win to to secure what they want to secure. Okay. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Knicks fans? Power up for springtime with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. 
Get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie-smart, vegan veggie, and Protein Plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 36 quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper, but meals are ready quicker than restaurants delivery. Just two minutes. Also, eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Each meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to your vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to factormeals.com slash filmschool50 and use the code filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Again, that's factormeals.com slash filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Personal injury. Oh, Andrew. Yes. Hi, Andrew. Hi, guys. How are you? GMAC. What up, Benji? Long time no see. Doesn't Great like job on the, to the heat. Uh, I'm going on Giancarlo's show tomorrow, so I kind of set myself up <laughs> for a pretty fun Thursday evening. Can't wait for my appearance on the, the Miami Heat Beats. For those who want to tune in for moral support, I'd appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I have two questions for both of you, and I want to preface. It's not the reason they lost the game. They're just observations I made regarding some substitution patterns. Um, Josh Hart has become like the de facto. I have like he will play no matter what. Mm-hmm. I actually thought we could have had more Quentin Grimes. He didn't check back in until they were down 12 and yeah. um, didn't check in. Until they were down 12 and it was just to go small. He didn't check in for Hart. He checked in for Hart and Stein. I love that. I love I did, but he also smaller. it took Miami going small first. It was a reactive move because no, they, they took had, Kevin Love out and then right, but they had Bam out there the whole time. Yeah. But that's but my point is like they had gone without Kevin Love I, to go to the four out. Yeah. The point know, is so. are, you, are you saying Grime should have come in earlier for Hart? That's but are you okay with the fact that like it's actually not two spots. It's really been RJ or quickly. Right, so yeah. I was speaking more. And look, I, closing the game, I agree. Hard as I think closed every game, as far as I remember. Yes, but, the, yeah, he, yes. but usually he's also closed every first half, as far as I can remember. So that was even a step that he came out of the first half and Grimes finished because Grimes has played just in the first and just in the third for a few games in a row now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was happy to see that. And that's really what I was referring to. I am. Uh, I agree that it shouldn't be hard every night, and the Sacramento game comes to mind actually is one where I thought Grimes definitely should have played so he can guard Fox. In this case, the way Jimmy Butler was playing Butler. and was kind of pulverizing Grimes to, um, and forcing him into a bunch of fouls. You thought he was pulverizing um, Grimes? No. I, I thought, I mean, pulverized everybody. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, Grimes yeah. was the main assignment. And he, I mean, he, he, Grimes did his best. It's, it's, he's given up a lot of size in yeah. that matchup. So I did understand why Hart was in that game. Um, and then RJ played so well. 
that you weren't going to. So unless you're going to go to that small lineup where you can play all of them, I, I, I think it's a hard decision. I do understand it. I don't know, John, how you feel about it. I, I feel the same way. I mean, Josh Hart, how many times have we, I mean, literally it's been every game since he's been here almost where I've come on here and be like, Josh Hart, all he does is make winning plays, you know, tonight didn't make, the winning plays that stood out, at least, um, that ended up winning make, the game. He did make two threes. Yeah, he made two like threes. But, it, you know, it's like, it, it's this is why I kind of always go back to like, yeah, when you when you watch a game and it's like, your hindsight's always going to be twenty twenty because the thing that needed to happen to get you the win didn't happen. And thus, the alternative becomes the, the option that looks better in retrospect. Um, but how many games have we again, talked about where it's like, oh, look, Josh Hart doing three or four things in, in five possessions or six possessions that like turn the game around. It didn't happen tonight. You know? I, I agree. Hindsight's twenty twenty. This was something on playback we were calling for as it was happening. That grinds the game. Yeah. I, yeah. I think there are basketball reasons why Hart was right for that game, but I do understand the sentiment. For yeah, it was literally just I thought that because the defense was so bad, you had to match them shot for shot. And their yeah. most dependable <laughs> three-point shooter tonight was Quentin Grimes. You know, he's the one that got them back in the game late in the third when nobody could hit a shot. They were heavy in isolation. And it was like, well, maybe apparently, according to Kirk Goldsberry, the most dependable corner three-point shooter in the lead right corner three-point shooter could get Pretty sick, right? That that was a shocking one to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And yeah, they need to look anytime. Just give them that ball and let them shoot it. We've been saying it all year. Yeah. But what I... The reason that these sorts of conversations about like, oh, how do you not get Grimes in there two, three, four minutes earlier or whatever it is, is it is it boils the game down to like that decision when this game was about so much more than that? Again, you know? I started this with it's not the reason they <laughs> lost the game. Yeah, I you, knew how this was going to go. You did. You did. Yeah. But, you know, I'm preparing for, you that when that comes up, no yeah, one is saying it's, it's the reason because, they lost the game. They're saying, <laughs> you know, this is a thing. Do you give me your thoughts? I, not I, under, my I understand it. An indictment of the head coach. It's what was your thing. second? What was your second thing, Andrew? What the Hartenstein foul, which was atrocious. Why didn't he challenge it? Which doesn't even go oh, that's, to doesn't even go to like oh the off, the, the my the question screen. is so much le- Fred Katz, you listen to these podcasts. This is probably not an interesting thing to do right now because the team is in playoff contention. Can you go find out what the replay process is, the review process is for the Knicks? Because uh, they have a whole team sitting with iPads behind the bench. <laughs> and if they see what we see, I is it their simple. job to notify Tibbs? Is it their job to notify Johnny Bryant so he can go notify Tibbs? Is that on Tibbs front turning around every single possession to be like, do I challenge? No. And then turn back around because he's, there's a basketball game going on. So I I, the replay system sucks. I'm just curious. Why didn't, why was that not like a, Oh, should we challenge this? I think you're making it out to be a lot more complicated than it is. I think on a play like that, especially, and you could say the Mitch play too, although I'm not sure if that was challengeable, whatever. Um, There is a, there is a part of it where it's like, how, how likely is it? Even if it was clear, like a a bad call, how likely it is it that is, is going to be overturned, you know? And if anything, and Josh Hart, Funny you say that, Josh Hart. Um, and again, talk about winning plays. Can you imagine if they had called a travel on Jimmy Butler when Josh Hart was trapping him there at the end, which, and they, uh, Nick's Muse, I think, tweeted it out mm-hmm. that Jimmy Butler's pivot foot moved a few times and they ended up calling a foul that was not a foul. So, like, there's an instance where, like, was that challengeable? Um, that's the one that I would 
peg is like, why Either do you one. challenge that That's one? a possession. Like the reason I go to the Hartenstein one is because I thought that was like the replay showed Kevin Love literally bringing him down. Yeah, to the ground him, and it led to a Brunson three pointer. So it's points so that, as well as possession. Right. You know, that's probably the best argument is it might have been three plus one, which is like as many. That's a, t- a ton of value in terms of like ch- there's right. There's challenge value. That's like there's mm-hmm. there's. And and that one where you could get potentially, although I don't know if the timing would have worked out, and that's something that they would have looked at, hopefully, is whether they would have gotten the end one potentially if it, if it happened at the same time. I'm not positive, and I'm not looking at it right now. I looked at it twice. Although love does come up on Hartenstein's like neck area, I'm not positive that Hartenstein was stationary before that. Mm. So the question was, so even if love made it an illegal act after, they would might they might have upheld the Hartenstein like slight side to side movement there and then you lose your challenge. So I don't know if that's what went into it. I'm not looking at the play this second. I agree though that, you know, something you can question based on the potential value assuming again that the timing was was correct. And last thing I want to say on challenges, I think it's tough because the la- I imagine, I imagine, obviously I'm not a coach, but I imagine the last thing you would want to happen as a coach is a play that clearly if you had a challenge and you used it, it would be overturned and you lose and you have lost the challenge because you have Late done the it, game. it. You know? Yeah, um, I, I think, think that is why he's hesitant with challenge. Right. Right. Again, I, I that's true for sure. I, I just think depending on value, because the chances of a four-point value late in the game are very, very, very slim, mm-hmm. even if it's later in the game. So, I, you know, the, all these calculations should be, I hope, going... That, and that's a good question to ask, Andrew, is like, what is the right. process? What's the it's, process? I, hope, I agree with yeah. John's sentiment. Is Tibbs like, I might need my challenge later. I want to save it. Yeah, if it's so blatant like that, is it... It's also tough in terms of time. Like they, they're just inbounding the ball, right? So you have to yeah. do it in like, in like five seconds. Also. Right. That makes it very hard. So, Look, um, again, they lost fair. the game because of the defense the officials and Jimmy Butler was in demigod mode. I'm not blaming the coach. I'm simply Whoa, just saying around? some Jimmy Butler was observations and talking. Okay, and I, all I, I want to know, real quick. Hold on, John. I have some something to say for Jimmy Butler, who doesn't know who I am and is never going to care who I am. In the <laughs> words of Michael Jordan, it's really easy to talk shit when you're up. Let me hear that talk when it's zero zero. Okay, buddy. Jimmy Butler. I'll say this right now. Jimmy Butler could say whatever the fuck he wants. That man. Okay, but I will say that I every right. I liked Uh Randall's energy on because he was. I did. I didn't like the tech. He's getting too many techs, and like he needs to chill. But I did like. Look, man, you're look. We beat you twice. We're ahead of you in the standings. You're like whatever seed you are. Like you're strutting around, and you deserve. And you're right, John. He's like he he has that kind of pedigree, and he's that good. I'm not saying yep. Noah. I do like Randall saying like, "Hey, man, chill for a sec." Like, oh yeah, for sure. We're in a good spot, and I, I like. I just liked it. I liked how that felt at the time. I felt like the team appreciated it. I don't know. I was into that. I'm I'm all for that. Uh, all I want to know is because he was chirping at someone in particular, and um, I guarantee in you the that stands per- or on the bench. I couldn't tell. Oh was no, it? certainly in the uh, um uh, in on the, the stands. bench. There was oh, a, the I yeah, guarantee yeah. you there was a Nick, someone wearing Nick something or someone that he knew there was a Nick fan or something that he yeah, kept he going was. back to. I get because he kept I was paying attention to it. He was going. He was looking at the same place in the court every time. And it yeah, was at least four like, or five times. Wasn't it the camera? He was looking at the, the no, two it small. No, he did no, the no, it, was it, it wasn't. It was the MSG camera. No, it was towards uh, I. 
I could, if I drew out the court, I could show you the where exactly he was looking. The same place every time. There's so someone sitting in the stands, and I would love to know who that person that is. That we need to go investigate. I don't know. I don't know. But like, under, so that's so. Let's just do moment of the game now. It's that fan getting let in for attendance for tonight's game. Sure. It's uh, me, the fan that John's talking oh, about that oh, Jimmy okay, Butler made, wow. took it personally out on. Yeah. Um, it's uh, me agreeing to go on a Miami Heat pod, which of course set up perfectly for me to go on after a Knicks loss. Good and then I actually think you. it's fitting. Um, moment of the game is a tribute at the beginning because it's the moment I got most emotional beforehand when you go from, and this is, I, I cannot believe this is where I'm going to end this, um, between Clyde talking about his former teammate who is now gone, and then the Miami Heat with a very touching in arena yep. tribute. Classy job by that organization. Um, and that's the last nice thing I will say about the Miami Heat. So. <laughs> oh, that's so the, the okay. I figured out who it was. He wasn't doing it to someone, it was Dwayne Wade. Oh, yeah, probably was Wade. Dwayne Wade was sitting courtside I, and he so was they, putting I, on a show for Dwayne Wade. It might have been Wade. Wade was sitting in that area. Yeah, like, it might have left. Been. I think it was Wade. All right. Good call. Good call. I don't know. I, I guess maybe, but but it, it it seemed like it was more venomous than... But that that's how Jimmy rolls, so... Yeah. It's <laughs> a venomous the, man. The guy's... An oddball. Apparently, the the Heat turnaround is because they lost a game they should have won, and he blasted Nickelback in the locker room for like hours and hours, and was singing every word. And since then, they're like, we cannot lose because then Jimmy's <laughs> gonna blast Nickelback in the locker I mean, room again. He's my favorite non-Nick in the NBA. It's I don't know if it's close. He's good, man. I'm shocked that someone who plays for Pat Riley is your favorite. And when he's, he's making out, when he's making outside shots, he's unstoppable. Oh, he's unstoppable. And when he's Maybe getting he's calls, not. like he, what, 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 calls. you what go to roof of that. Guy? He always gets calls. You go he to uh, XJ's favorite stat at EPM. He's third in the NBA this season at EPM. He's, yeah, no so, shit. Because all the guy do, does everything, every moment, every second he's on the floor leads to winning. That's all it does. It's a winning basketball player. Mm-hmm. The epitome of a winning basketball player. <laughs> Anyway, relax, John. Um, Seriously. <laughs> oh, my God. Like I, <laughs> I could I could sit here and for an hour and talk about how Jimmy Butler is the epitome of, of, of a basketball player. What he did against LeBron in the finals. What was it three years ago? Mm-hmm. Sick. The only sick. thing I've ever seen yeah. like that in sports is Terrell Owens coming back and playing in the Super Bowl and doing what he did after he had no business walking. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm off track. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right, you want to do a quick injury report that has sure. no injuries in it? The yeah. Knicks don't have any injuries, but shout out to Barry Weiss and who's the other? Rosenblum. Yeah, Barry Weiss and uh, Amy Rosenblum. Uh, Amy. Shout out to, yes. yes, thank you to our sponsors. Getting to this a little late. Apologies. Uh, call them today if you think you have a case. Two one two three six six sixty one hundred. Again, two one two three six six sixty one hundred. Or visit. Weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. Again, if you think you have a case, call them for an absolutely free consultation. Um, if they take your case, uh, they will not get paid unless you do. Uh, go with a veteran, not a rookie. Um, prior results don't guarantee future outcomes, but again, give them a call. 212-366-6100. Here's my question for the personal injury report. Next play tomorrow. Um, here's how much they pushed it tonight. Randall played 36 minutes, Brunson 37, Barrett 36. Hart 29. You guys concerned they'll have enough legs for tomorrow against a tough Orlando team? Yes. Oh, concerned? No. Concerned? No. Concerned. That's what I think they'll have enough tomorrow night against an Orlando team. 
Yeah, they better. I'm, I, you know, I wonder generally if it's a tired team sometimes of late, and I wonder if that's contributing. It's really hard. So it's a hard thing to assess from afar, and uh, when you're watching, but it is the case that sometimes being a little bit slow, being a bit even mentally off in terms of your defensive focus, it could just be a result of fatigue. Um, and and this Randall's played a whole lot of games. And you know it's worth it's 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 worth a conversation. We'll see. I hope it, I hope they have it tomorrow. They need it. Big win. Uh, big big game uh, for them. And I I will. What was I just going to add? The Randall thing. Uh, speaking of Fred Katz, shout out to him for his article today. Playing all those games is probably a reason why he's going to wind up getting All NBA. Yeah. Play the games. Only, yes, play games. If you're a basketball player. Um, the only other thing I will say is. Uh, after tomorrow, assuming the Knicks can get into the top six, they will play seven games in 21 days. If you factor That's in the play, beautiful thing for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but That's awesome. they got to They got to get there. Benji, so. before you go, um, we could probably work this out just like offline. But do you want to go 50 50 on a Jimmy Butler jersey for John? First birthday? Don't get me that. No, I'll just get it. I'll get it. I'll get him the Butler jersey when they trade for him. So I was about to say, wait until they for trade him. for him. Got it. Okay. Because that's going to happen. And You're right. I listened. I obviously heard the mm-hmm. segment from today's pregame pod. He said exactly what I've been saying. You really think Pat Riley's just going to be like, oh, no, I'm not telling you to the Knicks. If the Knicks make the best deal, come on. He literally said the opposite and said, if no, the Knicks have the best offer, you would think about it. But you have to think of the pushback you would get. You think Pat Riley gives a fuck what the fans think? Yes, I do. No, he yes, everybody does. Everybody, you have to consider what your market's no, going to do as a result for the for the especially one hundred twenty-seven like, loyal Heat fans. Okay, see, <laughs> this is where the New Yorkers talking down to South Florida, which the, I, I know I'm the pot calling the kettle black here, but still, like you could sense how angry those few dedicated Heat fans were when they were getting drowned out by Knicks. Cheers in the arena tonight. Yeah, because there's always more Knicks fans than Heat fans down there. It's a, it is a there's, disgraceful fan base. There's more Knicks fans. <laughs> not, okay, I'm not going to push back on that. There's it more Knicks fans in Orlando. There's that more that Knicks team? fans in Atlanta. There's more Knicks fans like everywhere. John, we, we yeah, travel, but like it's more but, but they have, comments they have, on Knicks fans than it is Miami Heat fans. But they have wasted the preeminent Eastern Conference, at least basketball franchise of the last since Riley went there. On a a fan base that it, they don't they don't deserve that team. That's a joke. See, and that's how you reverse psychology, Benji. I got John to make fun of South Florida sports fans. You guys have been together a long time. Yeah, it works. All right, let's get to the super chats. Thank you. <laughs> He's so mad at me right now. I, well, oh, the moment of the game was the intro. Yeah. yeah. Well, so do you have like a specific play? Oh, the only the only great play was the Brunson to Randall lob, which was an insane catch. Yes. Finished by Randall. Legit. Threw, threw it behind him. Yeah. That was a I wildly agree. incredible athletic feat. That's I just wanted to shout that play out because it was and really cool. But that's about it. That's all was, I got. There was also that possession where they got two offensive rebounds and a steal on one possession that ended with the yes. Grimes layup. That was good, too. Absolutely. Good too. All, right. all right, guys. All right. Thanks, Benji. Fun. Thank you, Benji. Don't stop. Stop bickering with you. Bye. Old married couple, we are. <laughs> All right, shall we? I love you. I love you too. There we go. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. 
Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.